Welcome to Ford Ram and Goal. It's the 20th episode, folks. So we have about as many episodes as we do followers. And we've got a nice little midwinter night's dram. So grab a glass, put the game on mute, and take a listen. Let's do it. Welcome to Fort Dram and Goal. I am your host, Kurt, and I've got my co-host, Dick, here. What's up, Drammers? We're here for the every guy or every gal sitting in their man cave or she shed and watching the game, drinking some great brown water, a.k.a. whiskey. And what we want to do is we want to blend our two passions that are whiskey and sports and provide some entertaining content for you to sit back, relax, put the game on mute, and enjoy a drink. A couple things to be discussed today. Um, Kurt already hit on it. We've got episode two zero. Hopefully we continue to grow as our episode count does too. We don't go the other way. We're going to be talking sports headlines happening in the industry right now, as well as, of course, the Super Bowl. We just finished the Madden 2021 Pro Bowl, which left us a little bit underwhelmed, if I'm to be honest. And now we get to see Mahomes and Brady, the goat versus the kid. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Anything you want to add, Kurt? Nah, man. Great job at the intro. Uh, I am excited to talk about a couple things. It's kind of our Super Bowl preview 2.0 because we kind of started it last week. Because we have nothing else to talk about. It's the big show, so there's plenty to talk about. Um, Of course, we will have to talk about Deshaun Watson at some point, even though I'm done talking about that. Got a huge trade in the NFL, so that's exciting. I'm going to give you my thoughts on some free agency moves that I think may happen, some trades that I think could happen. So I'm excited for today's episodes. Why don't you lay your long list of uh, social media outlets for our viewers and listeners to touch on? Yeah, so episode two zero, we might get some new listeners here. Um, but a couple things to really remember, team. We've got our website, fourthramandgoal.com, and that's 4thdramandgoal, all one word, dot com. You can really check us out there anytime you're looking to uh, kind of see what we're about, what we do, and learn a little bit about us or listen to our, some of our episodes. We've got our Insta and Twitter straight from there. That's 4thdram, and a link to our Facebook as well. A couple administrative things to really cover with you is please remember to rank and review us on whatever listening podcast application you are listening to us today on. There could be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, etc. all the way down the list. We're on pretty much everything. And if we're not, tell which one's which one and we'll get on there. And don't forget to tell your friends about us. We need to grow the show. We need new followers. We need new listeners. I think if you give us a chance and your friend gives us a chance, we'll at least give you a chuckle or two and give you some good advice on what kind of whiskey the every man or every gal would drink. Yeah, please. Or you could just like argue the shit with us. I mean, you're going to disagree with a lot of things we say, so chime in. Uh, as we said we're going to start drinking the same thing so we can both critique it, makes things a little bit more smooth and easy. But before we talk about what's in our glass, dude, I just got done showing you the clip of Draymond Green and Clay Thompson just shatting all over another player. Did you get to check it out? What did you think? Well, you brought it up, and I had to like look up two different guys who are allegedly in this Rodney Magruder and Ellington I mean I guess maybe I'm a center I'm not a huge Warriors fan but yeah I mean that kind of goes goes to say something with the NBA right now we're talking about Draymond Green in a post conference or a post game presser talking shit about some dude nobody knows who he is but he's like a bench player for like the Red Wings or something 
<laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, I just thought it was so funny that you brought up the point. You nailed it. Since when? Like, we're in a press conference, and it's just we're going to drop the F word like five times. And, dude, they shat on Rodney Magruder. And even the way he was, even the way Draymond was saying his name, he was like, Rodney Magruder? <laughs> like, and then Draymond brings up, I want to clarify this. I've never been a Draymond fan. Is anybody? I, I may be one now. Like, that was, that was hilarious. Like, that was the funniest shit I've heard in a while in the serious sports world lately. That, like, he was just like, since when did Rodney Magruder become the tough guy? And then he kind of made a good point. He's like, everyone wants to be a tough guy, but they're not going to do anything about it. Which I find kind of ironic because he's acting like a tough guy on the microphone and he's not going to do anything about it. But, I mean, it, it, it was... When when is he going to be Meta World Peace and get out there and beat someone's ass? Meta World Peace would he would yeah. He you would remember when he got into a fight with the with the stand the the people in the stands? Who doesn't remember <laughs> that? That's like saying if I remembered I don't know the Doug Flutie's Hell Mary. It's a pretty prominent like moment in sports history. It was great. Um, uh, but no, that was awesome. And then poor Rodney Magruder. Like even Clay Thompson at the beginning chimed in saying this guy's probably upset because his career's coming to an end. Yeah, yeah. I that's another one. I didn't know that Clay Thompson like first of all spoke and second of all was a badass or a hard ass in the league either. Clay Thompson's a funny dude. So I guess what the end to end that point because I had to talk about it because it's been so awesome. <laughs> um, was it over the line? Did Draymond cross the line and Clay Thompson cross the line, or was it just awesome? I don't know if anybody crossed the line. I've got to applaud Draymond to your point for just dropping the f bomb. It was like he was. It was like he was like just shooting the shit with us. It was awesome. I loved it. I kind of feel like that's what um, post-game pressers have become, though, because they're all via Zoom. You can't really see anybody. It kind of reminds me of the uh, Rob Gronkowski um, presser from like a couple weeks ago, where like one of the uh, one of the reporters asked him a question. He's like, "Oh, Katie, how's it going? Did you hear what Rob Gronkowski said today? No. Oh my gosh. So this is class- classic Rob." As I've got the Texas Tech Oklahoma basketball game on, twenty-five to eighteen, Tech up, wreck them. Um, so I guess at the beginning of the year, when everyone was doing their own thing, they had to check in with the team. So every day they had to send in a video of them working out. Well, in his gronk, gronk geniusness, he would take ten shirts out to work out in, wear all ten of them, and then he would just send them a video on a different day of him wearing a different shirt. So he knocked out all his workouts on the same day. And then he admits that today at the Super Bowl media day. What are they going to do? Fine him? No, but that is just... <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. The question is, do you think Rob wasn't working out the rest of those days? He was like, I'm not taking fucking 10 videos. Like, I'm just going to do them uh, one day. It's Rob Gronkowski. He... Probably was not working out. I mean, well, I mean, probably... the, the first few weeks, I don't know if he had like touched a field or a weight in like tw- two years. Uh, yeah, so probably <laughs> with some CBD oil somewhere, <laughs> relaxing on a beach. Like, oh, dude, maybe put... maybe he got my essential oil package. Ah, that's it. I mean, Rob Gronkowski in Tampa, Florida. Eek, that's oh, all right. So, what the hell's in your glass tonight? What's in our glass tonight? That's a great question. 
So I'll give you, I'll give the bottle. I think I'm becoming the whiskey nerd on this show, which is kind of weird That's because not, there's no argument there. Because you introduced me to whiskey. Um, so what we've got in our glass is a little High West Midwinter Nights Dram. And for those who are not aware, that is a High West kind of, I don't say a specialty bottle, but they essentially do a different blend or ratio every time they release this. And specifically tonight, we're drinking Act 8, Scene 2. And this is kind of a, a, a running chain you'll see with, I don't say craft whiskeys, but distiller select, distiller specials whiskeys, where every time I buy a smoke wagon, depending on the batch, it's a little bit different because the source of the whiskey is different. And that is a lot to say with where the industry is going right now. Your standardized Buffalo Trace products that you get anytime, anyplace, anywhere, Jack Daniels Old Number 7, you're going to get the same thing in every bottle. But these are going to be more craft style, but from your larger distilleries, right? Um, right now, we're looking at a, a top secret per High West site mash bill ratio, but ultimately it's a blend of two different ryes. Um, you got a 95 rye, 95 or 95 rye, 5% uh, malted barley from MGP, which is like if you hear 95.5, that's typically MGP juice all day, every day. But they're also blending in their own. 80% rye, 20% malted rye that High West is actually distilling themselves. So everyone's going to be a little different depending on which casks they're getting to make that ratio. But Kurt and I are going to have differing opinions on this one. I can just tell you right now. Um, we will. We will. And that's not uncommon, but I don't, I think this is going to be kind of one of the rare moments where we're staunchly disagreed. Ultimately, you're looking at the getting this for like MSRP right around 80 bucks. If you get on the allocation list and you don't have a store marking you up, but you're gonna see this bottle or one of the bot one of the acts or scenes combination on secondary anyway from a hundred to two hundred dollars regularly. And I've even seen this thing as high as three hundred dollars, Kurt. So keep that in mind when we're going through this tasting. Oh, I will. <laughs> uh, I've I've said this before, my history with this bottle is very you know, short lived. I had several beers and whiskeys already in me and then you poured me a glass of this and I remember saying what the fuck is this NyQuil you're pouring me so don't give it away yet I, <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna give it a fair chance tonight haven't had that much to drink prior so let's uh, let's get into our second dram and then we'll eventually get to what we think about this glass right here all right. So the uh, the headlines, man. We got Super Bowl weekend. We're not going to talk about the Super Bowl yet, but we just finished up the Pro Bowl. Um, anything from Pro Bowl weekend you watched, found was interesting, looked like the Madden game was relatively uneventful. I don't know. I was kind of underwhelmed more than I usually am. Uh, what, Bubba Wallace was the star, apparently. I chimed in for one reason and one reason only. To see if Deshaun Watson was going to play as himself with the Houston Texans. And I put the channel on twice. The first time uh, the NFC was on offense. And then the second time he had um, he had Mahomes in at quarterback. So that was it. That was the only reason I watched. So you were disappointed. I was not interested. Ah, I'll say okay. that. Okay. I'll leave it at that. I wasn't interested in it. Fair enough. All right. Well, then you already brought it up. Let's talk about him. You said his name. I think that's the Dude. second time, so I'm just going to say Deshaun Watson one more time so that we say it three times in the episode. 
and now he's here. My my gas meter, my give a shit meter is is teeter totting in the middle now. Like a, a, several weeks ago, you know, I was obviously like, you gotta give Deshaun what he wants. And then I touched on it last episode where it's like, man, it's refreshing when an athlete like Aaron Rodgers gets questioned whether he's going to be back on a Sunday. And then he's literally from his own mouth talking about it on Tuesday. Deshaun still hasn't really, I mean, he's saying that he wants to be traded, but we're getting that from Schefter. We're getting that from Mortensen, you know, and then it's the, the music lyrics like, dude, just come out and say, I don't want to be here next year. Let let us move on. Um, you know, then you had the press conference on Friday. Like, we have no interest whatsoever in trading him. Apparently, he was mad about that because they said the player and he took his social media connections to the Texans down. That's borderline. Ah, is it petty? Should I say petty? Like, I don't. I understand it's his social media. I still, I still want him. I know it's a word, Dick. I'm just saying. I don't know if it's fair to say that about like that move, like that move. I'm scratching my head. Like you haven't said anything out loud. You haven't come out. Like the fans love him. The fans in Houston love him. I love him. I want him in a Houston Texans uniform more than anything next year. You know, but don't do that to us. Like don't pull a move. Like delete all your logos. Come out and say like. You know, take an interview and say, yeah, I think this is unlike repairable. As shitty as the Harden situation was, what was the kicker? He had a press conference. He said this team is not made to compete. DeMarcus Cousins almost kicked his ass. That's okay. Like, I wish that it, it would. he would come out and say something more. And at the end of the day, he probably is saying all these reports that he doesn't want to be there. Uh, there is a, there was another little bit more detail today on the situation that went down with the GM. Apparently they hired the, the, what is it? The committee that was doing the research on who should be the GM. Apparently the top two candidates were black candidates and apparently they went with Nick's whatever. Uh, so yeah, I would be very upset about that, but yeah, I'm, I'm very torn. Love Deshaun Watson. The, the Texans did fudge this up, but at, at some point, you know, I feel like if he were to come out and I would hear him say, I'm not playing for the Texans ever again, okay, completely 180, let's let's try to get Tua in the building, let's get something, I think I the Tua thing's making me lean towards the Dolphins more than the Jets trade scenario, but yeah, I, I, I want this to end, like tomorrow, whether that's Watson in the Texans uniform which I, I'm, I'm going to reiterate, that would be my 98%, you know, more fa- like favorable outcome. Um, but I, I just wish this would end. <laughs> I completely get where you're coming from. I think there's a couple factors that we haven't talked about. What is the Sean Watson's communication style? Is he loud? Is he, I don't want to do this, so I'm not going to do it? From what I've seen, no. You know, he tends no, to be kind of a quieter not, guy. That is a very good point. The victim often doesn't want to come out guns blazing because then you'll get counter-accused for being loud. He's wanting these facts to start trickling out so that he's put in a position where he's he does not have to feel the, the, the backlash from the fan base. 
And he probably he probably just wants it to be done. He's like, I'm done with this. I've already told people what I want. I shouldn't have to go out and say they should just trade me and make this over. Done with. And that's that's true too. I think just coming as a guy who's a, a a fan of the Texans, and I mean, like I said, I can't reiterate how much this community, like they threw the you know the protest. You know, they are. I think this is a point where the fans are like, yeah, we totally agree with. Watson, we're frustrated too. And if he leaves, it's all your freaking fault, Houston. Like, so, yes, I understand. I, I don't understand. You're absolutely right. That is Deshaun Watson's style to sit back, chill. But it just gets frustrating when we get the music ly- lyrics on Twitter. You know, I would I would take, I don't want to fucking be here anymore over a music like a lyric. Okay. Playing, we're not going to take it. Yeah, something like that. Like, move, bitch, get out the way. Like, something. Um, or you're going to be uh, zero. Ma, mama. I hate you, bitch. It's down, no. hold it down. No, I was singing um, about fuck them all, but yeah. Yeah, it, either way, those they get the message across. I got it. Thanks, Dick. Um, but uh, maybe that's just the selfish fan in me, you know. You're hurt. You're hurt. It's okay. I am. It's but okay. I understand that he's hurt. So, well, when you're hurt, um, I'm hurt, and I'm hurt that you're hurt, and we're all hurt together, and we're in this together, okay? It's going to be okay. Well, thank you. You get a little too in your life. I mean, you could have got Stafford, but... As I didn't want to talk about Deshaun, and I go on another rant about it, let's move on to that big old trade. Stafford, go into LA. I don't think that's a song. Is that a song? I don't know. We can make it a song, though. Hmm. Probably should stick to our I mean, jobs. You've heard me do my water boy impression, and now you've heard me say, We're not gonna take it. Like my best Dave Chappelle imitation. That was Dave Chappelle? Yeah, when Dave Chappelle stands up, he makes fun of white people. Like, we're I thought not that was Billy Ray Cyrus singing, We're not gonna take it. But <laughs> Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. Um, <laughs> um, that was my white guy impression of Dave Chappelle doing a white guy impression. Um, not very good. Nailed it. All right. So we've got Goff getting traded to Detroit. Um, Detroit is getting Goff two first rounders and a third rounder. And for Stafford, Matt Stafford, who probably has four to five years left in the tank. Like LA's banking on him coming in and being that difference maker. And I really think about LA and they, they went all in on Goff. And he was the shit for like, two years and he kind of fell apart man so who got the better of this deal yet to be determined tbd well you got to make it you got to make a call now man i got to talk shit about you when you're wrong okay if i'm gonna make a call now yeah the rams absolutely the rams they get stafford but it comes younger uh, right golf is younger they've got some good players you're going to learn that we regurgitate a lot of the information that we hear on ESPN. That's all anybody day. does. Right. I'm just putting it out there. They were, you know, somebody said today that they don't think Goff can fix his career in Detroit because it's Detroit. And that is a very good point. But two first rounders and a third rounder, you're getting some, you know, of course that counts on making the right draft picks and all that. Yeah, but that's that's a lot of potential. I don't think it Goff is. is bad. I feel like Goff 
needs a fresh start. Like sometimes we just have bad years. Sometimes just your mind's not right. You get on the field and you're just not feeling it. And maybe this is what he needs. We've seen quarterbacks do this. We've seen yes, other players do yes. this. And it would be the Tannehill effect. Yes. But Tannehill didn't have as much initial success as Goff. And Tannehill sure as heck wasn't the first number one overall draft pick like Goff. So there's a lot of pressure on the dude. Dwayne Haskins. I, <clears throat> Dwayne Haskins, who's a Pittsburgh Steeler now. Um, I think, I think the Rams, I think the Rams got the better off. Um, they got the better immediate deal. Yes. Now somebody said Super Bowl contender. I don't know. I don't know. I think. I think. I think so. I think they already had a fucking shot with Goff playing like shit. They'll have to beat the Seahawks. Uh, apparently, they're going to have to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers also. Nah, so. but not in two years. Yeah, and then what? Stafford's 32, right? Yeah, I think so. Well, shit, I still, means I still have a chance. I know. He's uh, about our age. Yeah. No. I, I The Rams, I think... I think they got the better of the trade. I still... I'm a yet to be... You know, let's, let's see it play out. My initial thoughts, if I'm a Rams fan, sure, I'm, I'm pretty damn happy. But if I'm a Detroit Lions fan, I'm not necessarily upset about this. Uh, you know, I'd say a, a B-minus quarterback, which in Detroit, that's a hell of a thing, uh, spoiled from the last couple of years of Stafford. But the two first-rounders, see, and that's why I go back to the Houston thing. My mind is changing. Like, if Deshaun, even though I want like to hear it for sure, for sure, Okay, well, shit. Well, how are we going to turn this into a positive? Give me Tua. Give me a couple first-rounders. Like, let's let's get some stability for the next couple of years if we're going to just sh- be a shit show next year. So I wouldn't be disappointed if I'm a Lions fan. Um, and I would be excited if I'm a Rams fan. And, and we'll see. But I'm more excited about the other thing, other, you know, potential quarterback market this, this offseason. Like, it's going to be like nothing we've never seen before. Expand. Well, just for starters, unfortunately, you have probably the biggest trade in NFL history. Oh man, I'm, I'm hold on. I'm you got me all twisted. You said quarterback and market, and I immediately went to Rogers picking up some Keystone in the back of a pickup truck. I thought he was going that to the was, corner store. Like that's where I thought we were going with that. Badass too, <laughs> because if I'm a Packers he's one fan of us, and I, and I see that. I'm like Rogers isn't going fucking nowhere. No, no, he's not. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's been me, you, and Bisky before driving around. One of us in the riding dog with a back of Keystone. Then that no, it wasn't Keystone. It was Bud Light. Oh my bad, dude. My bad. But, what was it, what was that? What was that Walgreens beer you used to buy all the time? That was Big Flats. <laughs> yeah. That was literally like twelve bucks for a thirty pack, and you would have. It was a Walgreens beer. Yeah, that's what I said, right? I said Walmart. I oh, yes. Walgreens. Is Walgreens yeah. a national chain? Okay. So, yeah, Walgreens used to, unless they still do, <laughs> would make their own beer. And, oh, man, you talk about a hangover. <laughs> it, I, don't, I don't know. I guess if you took a bar mat of beer at the end of the night and poured it in a glass, that was big flats? Yeah, but for 33 cents a can. Whatever you had to pay the hospital bill the next day when you had to pump your stomach, um, but no. So you got Deshaun, you've got Trubisky, you've got you know what's going to go on in New Orleans. Is it going to be 
Hill? Is it going to be Winston? You've got already got Stanford and Goff. They kind of took care of each other. You kind of got the question mark of Rodgers, but like you said, if I see him in the back of a truck with beer by the stadium, I, I call that a security blanket. I can literally see the Green Bay Packer logo on the stadium in this video. <laughs> you have you have Sam Darnold wondering what the hell are they going to do with me in New York. Um, you got Tua kind of has a question mark. It becomes a, a complete exclamation point if he's the guy that uh, is affected by the Watson trade. So there is Carson Wentz. Forgot about that drama. Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts, like Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, holy crap. These are all quarterbacks that could potentially be playing with other team next year. There was a rumor today that the, the 49ers are going to go after Kirk Cousins. <laughs> there's going to be a lot. You're saying there's going to be a lot of jersey burning. I have to burn mine, maybe. And I just fucking bought it. So, thanks a lot. I want my 85 bucks back, Lids. Um, forgot about a guy by the name of Dak Prescott. Remember that guy? <laughs> Does Andy Dalton back him up for another year? I don't know. Cam Newton? Where the hell is he going? Oh, God, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be so fun yeah. to watch. We're going to be excited. talking about the NFL. We, we moved on. We've moved on from the coaching carousel. Well, not all. Well, yeah, all the way. And now we're on to NFL quarterback carousel. What happened to Benemy? Dude, I don't know. That's another thing that I'm so. He's not taking a head of, coaching job. He, I don't. He didn't get offered one. Now, could he have been potentially told that he was a finalist for the Texans job and was like, "Fuck no." Maybe, but that is total 100% speculation on me as Matt McGlone just swatted the shit out of somebody's shot. It's 33 to 33 with 12 minutes left in the Tech-Oklahoma game. I don't know what happened with that. Like, e. I don't even have speculation. Is he being picky? Maybe they're going to pay him more for Kansas City. Maybe he's comfortable. Maybe his family likes it there. I don't know why you would, but maybe his family likes it there. Um... Sorry, Kansas slash Missouri people. I'm so baffled at what's going on that that hasn't even... I'm, I'm dealing with one angry thing at a time with the Texans. But, e, I don't know what's going on. Is he being picky? Are the team being stubborn? Is There was that one report that he may have botched an interview. Maybe he's doing that. But then you hear him speak, and it's fucking awesome. So I, I, don't, I don't know. All I know is I want a 30 for 30 in about 10 years about this quarterback carousel we're about to go on and understanding all of the shit that happened there's a good 30 for 30 coming out on Al Davis oh yeah I did see it versus the NFL yeah because yeah yeah, that was AFL days yeah but before we totally close out on the Benaby thing the only thing like he can maybe afford to be picky maybe there wasn't that ideal team this year maybe maybe there's not that ideal situation Unless you remind me of one where, like, maybe a coach retired on a successful team. Maybe that 8-8 eight and eight team that could have possibly f- didn't need to fire their coach, but they did. And as soon as I say that, I'm thinking of the Chargers, who I don't even know if he interviewed with them. Or he could just maybe. be waiting for Andy Reid to retire. That is absolutely what's going to come out of my mouth next. He's like 50, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. And Andy Reid's, um, what, like 74? That could potentially be it. And hell... We could be saying, like, oh, shit, that's why he didn't take anything. Oh, dude, I have to correct myself, like, live. Andy Reid's only 62. Damn. Yeah, I thought he was a lot older. 
Yeah, but that is uh, that's definitely a storyline that we will watch. And I, I mean, he's got to eventually get a job, but maybe he's doing it on purpose. So I mean, Kareem Hunt got a job, yeah. so. So, dude, you go first. I forgot we were drinking something. Um, what do you get in on the news of this? Midwinter's Night's Drum Act 8 Scene 2 I think that was a that was Dracula I don't know yeah it sounded not like that um I got like uh, licorice and Big Red kind of like that cinnamon punch from it like when you talk about like red candy we need to start getting sponsored by Big Red dude seriously um rye spices 100% I do get like syrups I do get syrup and then cherries, just cherries, cherries, cherries. But one, this kind of runs into me, and, and I said this already. It's it's got a tussin smell. Like that's what it smells like. It's like Robitussin. Fuck you! You took my. I know I did. I know, but you but you got it in my head, and I smelled it, and like I put all those things together. That's what it smells like. Okay, I've taken multiple sniffs of this, and at one point I got a nice. Scent of popcorn, and now I keep going back to pickle juice. Mm. You're getting dill. No, not mm. you're getting dill. Mm. No, see, and dill goes back to you know what was it? Smoke wagon. Yeah, that was dill. This is like straight up like like I'm taking it for cramps in the game. Pickle juice. So I want to break that down a little bit when we get to the end. I don't. I do because I have I theories. I don't want to fucking break it down. I just want to say what it is. <laughs> so grade it. Yeah, grade it, dude. So I'm sitting in the movie theater. I'm closing my eyes and I've got the popcorn and I've got a pickle, and that's what I got right now. Did you put your pickle in the popcorn? I, I accidentally did, and it turned out to be in this glass. And that's what it smells like. And there's a little bit of floral notes, but I still think it's like a pickled floral note, like. So that joke totally went and over your head. I'm not talking vinegar pickled. I'm not talking like, well, that is what pickled is, isn't it, right? Vinegar. Uh, I'm, I'm talking dill spice. I'm talking straight up. Yeah, I'm at the movie theater right now. And I can't tell you whether I love it or not. I think I actually might enjoy that smell. Does it smell sticky like a movie theater? Yep, I can feel my shoes sticking <laughs> to the bottom of the floor right now. You always want to be careful yeah, what you're actually weird. stepping in. That's weird. Oh, to be back at the movies. <laughs> Dude, I bought some AMC stock today. Riding it high. Aren't you just a revolutionary? <laughs> what are you going to do? Are you going to go through Robin Hood? No, no. I went through TD Ameritrade. I'm not a... I don't know what any of that shit means. I just literally have been watching the tabloids and seeing David Portney, Portnoy like... Barstool Presidente? All he does is talk about yeah, that man. and pizzas. What else is there to talk about? Whiskey and sports. That's it. You nailed it. All right, man. Ooh. So. And one. What was this, like, 2003? Maybe. All right, so give me a grade. Dude, the nose is A-plus for me, man. This is, like, one of my favorite smelling sweet candy licorice syrup. It's not your atypical rye. It's not your atypical bourbon smells. It's 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 sweet, man. It's sweet. I like it. You think I should say sweet one more time? Because 
then you're supposed to say, hey, what does mine say? And Dude, <laughs> I'm giving this a C. All right. I staunchly I disagree. I get no staunchly whatever that is, but I don't get any rye. I adamantly I, disagree. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, man, I've got to give it a C. And there you have it, folks. Difference of opinions. And that's okay. Because I may be right and Kurt may be wrong. But you know what? I can still forgive him for it and we can meet in the middle. And that's what they call compromise, America. That's what they call compromise. If loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. I mean, it's okay. Third ram. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get there. All right, so this is what you've been waiting for. You've been waiting for our take on the Super Bowl. The country has been waiting for Dick and Kurt's Super Bowl preview 2.0. All right. So, what's happening this weekend? I mean, a couple things are happening. I've got to finish up my office bar. Um, got to do some woodwork on my shed. And there's this little thing called the Super Duper Awesomest Bowl. And that is occurring this Sunday. Once again, don't know how it creeps every year deeper deeper into February, but so be it. Apparently, we're going to be playing the Super Bowl in, you know, 2050 in June or July or something like that. But we got the Super Bowl. We got the granddaddy of them all, dude. And it's Super Bowl 55. Let's talk about it, man. This is our Super Bowl special. Yeah. So last week we talked about predictions, which we'll talk about our predictions more. Um, we talked about the sweet ass uniforms. And of course, we already started off 0 for 1 because the. Buccaneers will be wearing their white uniforms. The Chiefs will be wearing their red. I want to stop there because I want to talk about uniforms for a hot minute. I feel like it's a fucking crime in these massive games to not do your color rush jerseys on both sides. No. Yes. Fuck you. I want no, blue versus a, red. A lot of the, a lot of the color rush jerseys suck. Okay. Well then, by color rush, do you mean like they're colored uniforms, or do you mean like when they did that color where they do that color rush thing like once once a year? No, I mean when they do their all-colored jerseys, all red. Okay, then you got to change your term there. Because color rush, I'm thinking like when the Bengals right. do the all-white well, and like... I mean, so when you go on Madden and you pick color rush jerseys, it's the all-red uniforms. So. No, man, because some people will look better in their white jerseys. Okay, then give me all-white and versus all-red. Like, give me solid colors. No, that's not true, too. Because I think Kansas City with their red pants is a lot better than their... Um, if they went white jersey, white pants. Okay. Well, then let's give Kansas City all red, and then let's do the Bucks in all either creamsicle, which might look confusing on the screen, or give them all that bronze color. I've never seen one of their... I don't think they have an all bronze jersey, but that'd look fucking badass. They have that <clears throat> bronze jersey. Do they have bronze it's pants? Weird, though. Like, they're... they're um, well, yeah, they're wearing them in the Super Bowl. Didn't fucking do that. I want to see that. Mm, I don't want to see I want to see that. They never do. Yeah. Nobody. I get pissing me off when the Cowboys do like a random away game and they wear that stupid fucking blue jersey they always lose in. That goes back to some teams look better in their white jersey. They don't look better in the white jersey. The blue jersey looks better. They just always lose in it. No. The white jersey looks better. And then you tell me what's better, the white jersey with the gray pants or the white jersey with white pants? White on white. Stupid. Anyway. Um, I'm going to tell you. Moving on. Hey, do the, do the uh, Texans have an all red jersey? Like in pant combo? Oh, you mean the battle red jersey that I just bought this year, Sean Watson? 
Yes, they have the. They don't have red paint. Oh, that looks so fucking badass. Yeah, totally. It would look better on Deshaun Watson. But anyway, um, I mean, so I'll yeah. buy your jersey off you. You will? Sure. Why not? Okay. I'll frame it. It'll be a collector this. item. Awesome. Awesome. Um, when he comes back to win a Super Bowl in like five years. <laughs> with the New York Jets, apparently. Um, <laughs> I meant with the Texans, but sure. So a couple things have changed since last week. Actually, I think we knew last week, but we have to talk about it. Chiefs are down two offensive linemen and two pretty good offensive linemen. Is that going to affect your decision? And then second off, we already got a couple COVID list players. We've got um, Demarcus Robinson and Daniel Kilgore for the Chiefs for close contact violations, I guess. Not violations. I shouldn't say violations. Just due to close contact. Um, so, yeah, we got a couple of things that are affecting the Chiefs already. Is that going to change your mind at all? I don't know if it'll necessarily change my mind, but you can't say it's not a factor. When you look at the way specifically that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been able to put that defense together, and you've got J- JPP and all of his eight and a half fingers out there, he's going to make a difference off the edge. Yeah, Tampa Bay's not exactly the defense. I would want to have a couple offensive linemen out, but Mahomes apparently is his best against the blitz, so they're going to blitz. I think their offense is so, go back to Benavy not getting a job, so able to adapt to their 50 different strengths. I think they'll be okay and they'll still get their points. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a, little, it's a little concerning for Chiefs fans. I'm not going to lie. I mean, how could it not be, right? Um, you want to have your put your best foot forward. Um, and I mean, you still have Mahomes. You have all your key, key players from a skill position um, for the for the Chiefs. But you're always going to have some some questions, right? Um, I don't know, man. I, I don't think it's going to change my overall prediction to it. But I'm not going to lie and say it's not going to make a difference. You just you can't lose one of your best offensive linemen and it not make a difference. Well, it make a dif- difference in a key play that defines the game? Probably not. But will Mahomes get hit once or twice that he probably wouldn't have originally? Yeah, or be hurried. Yeah, it could make it could it could cause a bad play. Yeah, well, yeah. And before I give you my prediction, I will say this: I've gone back and forth. This may be the most like uh, you, you get those Super Bowls that you're made. Man, I'm not. I just want a good game. This could be the game that that actually makes the most sense to me. Because as much as I want Mahomes to get another one. What Tom Brady's doing in the storybooks is just awesome. And I'm not so sure that I'd be upset if he won. So I, I think this is literally one of those games where, of course, when the game starts, you get your adrenaline going, you get your excitement, you kind of find out when you say that, when you say you're hoping it's a good game, you catch yourself rooting for one team or another. That may happen to me, but eh, I, I, I can't be upset at either outcome right now. I think both would be awesome. And then there was an awesome question put up on, I don't know if it was ESPN or if it was just as I was going through um, Twitter or something today, saying, was this the best quarterback matchup in Super Bowl history? I think it's a great question. It becomes more of a goat versus the kid convo, and we'll get into that. But ultimately, right now, I think it's one of your best matchups from team to team and probably quarterback to quarterback. When I think about the most recent years, 
there's either two things that happen to me when I watch the Super Bowl, and specifically the playoffs. I'm either rooting for one team all the way through, or I don't give a shit. And what I've run into this year, when I think about the two, most of the playoffs, but when I think about the two champion conference championship games, I was really just excited to see the game, and I was not necessarily rooting for either team. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers would have won, I'd have been happy with it. And if Josh Allen would have won, I'd have been okay with it. And I'd been okay with the matchup if it went downstream from there with either of those factors being changed. I'm just excited to watch this because, to your point, I think this is more than just two teams that are really good. This is a possible transition of the guard when you talked about football greats and specifically this quarterback matchup. Old versus new, goat versus kid, whatever you want to call it. I don't know how long it's going to be till we see a substantial, meaningful matchup like this in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and that sure as hell didn't answer the question for me, Dick, but... Uh, I'm sorry, man. I gave you like where okay, my brain so was going on the spot. Three drams, got it. Yeah. I'll answer the question. This is a heck of a matchup. I can't... You know, I wasn't there for Bradshaw against, you know, Roger Staubach or anything like that. Um, you know, Unitas versus Namitz. Smart Star versus uh, whoever I, he played against. And I don't even know if... I don't know if Unitas finished that game as the starter. Because I wasn't there. But the two that stand out to me right away would be Breeze versus Manning in the Super Bowl. Meh. That was a heck of a good one. Now, Breeze... Definitely added to the you know his legend after that Super Bowl. Uh, the records came later. Of course, they did for Manning as well. Looking back on it, heck of a Super Bowl matchup. And then the other one, John Elway versus Brett Favre. Uh, oh, that's a quarterback. There you go. Hell of a matchup. I think that's one of those questions that if Mahomes continues to do Mahomes things, it'll go down as one of the best, possibly the best, but I think that's just a tough question. I know I keep going to that for several of our answers tonight, but I think we'll have to eventually see. And you accuse um, me of not answering the question. I, I, uh, I'd say it's number... Yeah, I can't, I can't answer it right now. We'd have to see. We'd have to see what happens. Just fucking answer the question. Say that. Do I think it's the best matchup in Super Bowl history in my lifetime? Right now, sure, why not? Yeah, sure, you got the GOAT versus the up-and-coming MVP, but then again, I, you could close your eyes, I mean, close your eyes, close your ears and say the same thing. John Elway was going off into the sunset. Brett Favre had just won a Super Bowl, was going for it. Oh, wow, there's a lot of comparisons there. I mean, Elway was about four Super Bowls off from uh, Brady right now, but hmm, see what I did there? Showed my big old brain. Uh, yeah, this is this is the one I'm most excited to see because, as I said earlier, I'm not so sure I'm going to be upset if one of these guys loses. Did that answer it for you, Dick? I don't know. Did you answer your own question? Sure. Okay. And you said I walked around that answer. Whatever. All right. So, go versus kid. What does it mean for Brady if he wins? It crushes, and we've already we've talked about this. It crushes the was Tom Brady in a system question. 
that people still right. had. Was a Belichick. And I don't think it takes away Belichick being the greatest coach of all time, but it definitely gives Brady the... I mean, look what he's doing. He he doesn't need the Patriots. He didn't need the Patriots. The Patriots may have needed him more than Belichick. This kind of squashes that argument if they win. All right. Individual legacy, individual stats, all that, nothing. I mean, he's the greatest of all time already. He's just kind of Michael Jordaning it right now. Yeah, but 7 of 10 sounds better than 6 of 10. Absolutely. Yeah. What does it mean for Mahomes could, if he wins? only thing they could fix it more is if you put... Eli Manning on the other side, and he finally beats that guy. But uh, God, fucking Eli Manning, Mahomes. It can continues to build the legacy. Two Super Bowls already, which is more than you know people like Rogers, Breeze right now. It'll be two in three but, years, right? Which is a lot. How Brady started. Yes, and you can't have. You just can't do the. Well, if Mahomes loses, you know he'll be back. Look at one of my favorite players of all time, Dan Marino. So, yeah, uh, I mean, it'll build on his early legacy. It's one of those things that I don't even want to talk about this, but let's say uh, he's putting together a Hall of Fame career already. Mm -hmm. You don't want to jinx it, but they're saying it. Yeah, so I won't continue where I was going. But... He, he's not in the GOAT conversation, but he sure as heck is already in the best player currently conversation. Um, well, I think if he wins another Super Bowl, he's, he's Hall of Fame material already. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to listen to you, Dick, but I've got Tech in a 47-50 to 50 game with a minute 30 on the clock. And this is against Oklahoma, who has been just awesome lately. I think their last three wins have been against teams in the top 20. Texas... Um, who was it? Kansas, and there was another non-conference win when they did the Big Twelve SEC showdown. They it was um, Alabama, I think. So it's a heck of a game right now. But yeah, baby goat versus goat. What do you think? What do you? What does it do for them? I mean, you answered the question already. I mean, seven to ten sounds better than six to ten. Brady, this just solidifies his legacy. He's not needing Belichick to do it. Um, for Mahomes, I think it means a lot more, to be honest, in the long run, because this now takes him as a two Super Bowl winning quarterback rather than just a one. There's a lot of ones, a lot. There's a good amount of ones. Um, there's not many twos. And Trent Dilfer has one. Yeah, I wasn't going to go there. But yeah, uh huh. Brad Johnson has one. Brad Johnson does have one. And the way his son's playing, I don't know that he'll ever get one. On the flip side of that, Andy Reid, we just talked about a little bit. He's 62. I thought he was 70 something. Andy Reid... Cheeseburgers. I'm sorry? Cheeseburgers. Oh. <laughs> Does it mean anything for Andy Reid if he wins? I mean, I don't really care about Tampa's coach. Um, he won't... He won't push, you know, Belichick level, but he's getting there. He's, he's certainly up in... Will be up in Parcells, you know, world. Um, I'm, I mean, it, a Super Bowl is going to do wonders for anybody's career, whether it's coaching, player. So that's we're stating the obvious there. If he loses, does it take anything away from Andy Reid? No. It doesn't take I don't think it takes away from Mahomes either because they're losing against Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. Um but if you're giving me this is impossible to answer, but if you're giving me like does it who does it hurt the most, the least? It's not gonna hurt Brady if he loses to Mahomes. 
it's not really going to hurt Andy Reid. Mahomes probably has the most to lose out of this, which is a shitty thing to say. But, yeah, if I had to answer your question, I guess that's how I would well, That's why you it. ask questions usually to get an answer, right? Um, totally. If Andy Reid wins, he gets to Bill Cowher status. I think he surpasses Bill Cowher. Okay, fair enough. Um, I just I just gave you my comparison. Bill Parcells. You think highly of Bill Parcells, and I just don't. But I hear you. Two Super Bowls. And a horrible run with the Cowboys, which capped off his career. It's the Cowboys. I mean, exactly. You have all you have all of the money the in the Cowboys, world and can't put it together. Except for Barry Switzer, who got fired because he had a gun at an airport. What about um, Johnson, dude? Oh yeah, Jerry Jones. It's nice to hear that there's another dysfunctional franchise. Um, was I telling the truth about that Barry Switzer thing, or was I just making? I don't know, but we're leaving it in because it's funny. All right, so predictions. Let's let's go ahead and get there, and then we'll get into the tasting notes of this uh, Robitussin that you like. Uh, I think what's over under fifty five or something like that. I think, it was I a think it'll and be half. that type of game. I'm gonna go thirty four twenty seven Kansas City. I'm gonna go twenty eight twenty four Casey. I think they're going to score a little bit more than that. But, yeah, any other big predictions? How do we think the weekend's going to do at halftime? I mean, is he going to show up with a new face again, or is he just going to be his normal face? I don't know what that means. but You don't watch I'll, all that I'll about, say, like, the weekend, like, posted fake, like, all of the fucked up shit that he was doing to his face, like, during all the Grammy Awards and stuff? It was... Oh, I was... Yeah, I was going to watch all that, but I didn't give a shit. I watch sports and drink whiskey, so... No, Dude, the Blinded by the Lights is one of the best songs of like the last year. So, all right. Greatest Super Bowl halftime performance. Go. Janet Jackson's nipple. Ooh, that's a good one. I was not expecting you to go there. Actually, I should have expected you to go there. Well, you totally are. Now, my answer is going to get laughed at, but whatever. Didn't, I didn't know this was the man show. <laughs> Greatest Super Bowl ever. Halftime ever. Prince. Purple rain and it actually started raining. I mean, and never say we don't we don't kowtow to both our male and female demographics here. <laughs> Absolutely, um, Texas Tech fifty two, Oklahoma forty seven. I did not realize after that three game winning streak that I just talked about, Oklahoma's ranked ninth. So they're actually ranked ahead of Texas Tech right now. So this is going to be ooh, Oklahoma hits a three. It's fifty to fifty-two. Tech's got the ball. Fifty-six seconds. Let's talk about jerseys I've for a second. Into a play-by-play announcer. I like those gray jerseys. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't realize that Texas Tech was playing ba- baseball. That one falls short. Oh, McGlung. Oh, that's got to be a foul on Oklahoma. You're, you're about five seconds ahead of me. How's that fall short? Big. That is baseball font. They're sweet uniform, man. Uh, Michigan State had some pretty cool all black ones the other day with the big old. No, the color is awesome. The font sucks in the front. Picky. I'm not picky. Sorry, it's not. I'm picky. I'm picky. Sorry, it's not these awesome AM maroon uniforms. You went there. I didn't. Okay. I'm just saying. All right, we got a free throw made. Fifty-three, fifty. Here's my chance to be sending my audition tape for play-by-play. 
Ooh, and he drains the second free throw. 54-50. Oklahoma's bringing the ball up the court. Eh, see what I'm doing there? As we are probably losing listeners. But I've got whiskey in my hand and I'm drinking this pickle juice. It's so good. Uh-oh. Ooh, good move. Not going to lie. We got a timeout. 25 seconds. 52-54 Oklahoma. All right. While there's a commercial break. Do you want to give me some notes on the palette of this? You know I you know night. I do. You know I do. All right. So this thing has a long finish. I'll say that. Um, I get a, a bitter sweet finish um, that's not indicative of anything particular. It's just like two front notes that hit you. Um, I do get like a chocolate covered, like dehydrated cherry situation. It's not chocolate covered raisins. It's sweeter than that. Um, there's oak. There's a little bit of like herbal essence. It makes me want to spend another hour in the shower. The shampoo? Do they still make that? I don't know. Do you remember those? That was like porn when you were eight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little bit of herbal, like uh, you know, floral. Oh, the moaning commercials. Yeah. <laughs> so inappropriate. <laughs> All right. Okay, keep going. <laughs> you get cinnamon. You get rye spice. You never saw the, you never saw the commercial where the husband came home with a shotgun. Totally, totally misread that. Uh, Continue. '90s reference. Can't pass that up. Okay. Oh, okay. McGlone, what is he doing? Did they foul him? Did he almost travel? Did they call a timeout? He hit the brakes in a bad spot. Anyway, as we were talking about Family Guy, and go back to your uh, tasting notes. So I'll finish it up by saying there is almost this Merlot-style, like, lightly sweet front end that kind of leads into the palate. Like, it's almost wine-esque. And that makes sense because if you look at the at the label... It's finished in um, uh, port barrels. You get a little bit of that. I can see that. Yeah. So I, I am much more straightforward. Mm, no, I'm, I'm happier with the taste than I am the nose on this. I can definitely the, the rye is more prevalent on the taste than it is the nose. I get those rye spices. I, I, I would agree there, and I think that we talk about the port barrels is probably why we get that tussin on the nose. But I was just going to say, I can taste that. You call it Tussin. I was just going to stick with NyQuil. Um, as Tech inbounds the ball, and they're not fouling yet. Now they foul with 14 seconds. Two big free throws coming for Tech. Man, it even leaves like a after you Listerine your mouth feeling. Like it's there on my tongue. And it has that NyQuil taste. Ooh, but it, it it doesn't kill it for me. I mean, there's there's still I can get the black licorice. Maybe that's a similar taste. Would you say like Nyquil has that black lip licorice kind of taste to it? I wouldn't call it black licorice, but it's licorice for sure. Yeah, so that's there. A little bit of chocolate, a little decent rye spice. It's more rye on the taste for sure. But there's a there's a high. 
medicine taste that just medicine mouthwash taste on it that i can't get over and i thought i only got it because i was drunk when i had it the first time but it is there as tech sinks two free throws this is big 14 seconds four point game oklahoma he's dribbling steps back three off the rim rebound tech two three seconds they foul okay let's go make a free throw and let's end this and have guns up baby um yeah, man. I don't know. The taste is better than the nose for me. Does it make the nose better because of the taste? Um, no. These are two. The nose and the palate are just completely like they're different whiskeys. Except for that, yeah. And I want to love this one. Like people love this one on Facebook, and then it looks so cool because they post it like with the snow in the background, and they. Posted in at, at midnight with the stars, and it goes with the name, and it's cool, and I want to like it, but I don't think I do, and I'm sorry. It's okay. We'll find some Shakespeare and let you cry, River. Okay, he made one free throw. Thank God, don't foul him. Game, Tech wins, big win, top ten, beat Oklahoma. They were on fire. Hell yeah, on the home court. Way to go, Wreckham. Um. I mean, you really enjoy this bottle, don't you? Yeah, I do. What would you land the nose at? The nose, I gave a C. I mean, what would you land the palate at? B minus. Okay. So I give the palate an A minus. I think it falls short of the nose. I really enjoy the nose. I guess I love that medicine f- smell. Overall, I give this thing yeah, an A. I'm, I'm taking a deep inhale, and I'm getting like a mouthwash feeling. And I'm trying not to shit on this show. Well, no, you should be honest. We should all, we're always honest. Right, right, right. You don't, right, you don't want to kick it while it's down, right? No, no, I do not. All right, let's get into that fourth dram. All right, so fourth dram, uh, this episode is going to be one of our classic favorites. You get Kurt's wife to do the voiceover for us. What is your wife bitching about? What the fuck did you buy? So, Kurt, you can take this or I can take it. Um, You're going to have a lot more to talk about, so I'll take it first. I don't, I don't think she's going to have too much to... Like I said, we are set up. We have our samples of very good stuff. It's my daily drinkers that I'm running out of. Um, I want to give George Dickel Bottled and Bond another try. And it... Uh, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe it's the reasons, you know, it just... People are influencing me too much, and I know we've talked about you like what you like, but I want to go back to it and see if I really enjoy it as much as I did the first time. Like I remember it being delicious. I remember it being good. I've since had another Tennessee whiskey, the Chattanooga, which is phenomenal, which I actually kind of want to review here soon because we both have that one, the um, 114. I killed it. We had that I killed one. it. We don't have that one. Okay, well, so we both enjoyed it. Um, it was really good. So, you know, we've had a couple good Jack Daniels lately. We've had a couple Chattanoogas lately. I mean, Tennessee. You know, we were doing our Texas thing, and we still are. We I want to do the, the Texas blind. But I want to give George Dickel, the 11-year-old, another chance to see if it impresses me just as much again. Uh, and then review it in front of you know, our viewers, our listeners, and kind of see. 
Yes, exactly. Because I think Dickel gets a rough knock and people tend to dislike it just because so many other well, Yeah, but they also do it sense? to themselves. I mean, no fucking whiskey should be putting out Tabasco edition. That is true, too. Like, their marketing team needs to step up the game. I mean, let's be honest. That's true. Tabasco. Um, so, yeah. And that's what? I think that's a $33 bottle that I saw lately. Still a, still a limit at the store that I've seen it at. Uh, still a limit, one per customer. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think I'm going to grab a bottle. And I would like to review that and give that a try. So not too much bitching. What about you? Uh, what's your wife bitching about? Not more than usual, man. Um, I think we've all established the fact that I have a... Um, I call it a solution. Others call it a problem of spending too much money on whiskey. So, yeah, let's just call it that. Um, I have to drink it faster because I keep buying so much. I went to Specs a couple times, um, struck out... You know, I was trying to be a little bit more selective, but I was picking it up. Um, it wasn't spending really a lot of money, uh, but I had called Specs looking for some uh, Lagavulin 16, and I was actually able to talk to my normal Specs guy, and he said, hey, you know, we don't have any Lagavulin 16 because I was looking for like a curbside order. He's like, but we do have a new smoke wagon come out. Do you want me to go and put your name on the list while I'm talking to you? And I was like, I mean, sure. What is it? And he's like, it's called Rare and Limited. And I was like, okay, have you had it before? He goes, no, it's our first batch. I was like, okay, put my name on the list. Got lucky, got a call, um, you know, stopped by. And I was able to pick up not just the uh, the Rare and Limited, but also the Batch 37, which we had seen on Instagram. And uh, the uh, Smoke Wagon guy, I can't remember his name, was saying it was a, a sweeter blend than what we've seen. So I actually picked up two Smoke Wagons, which you and I have had in the past, and we weren't too keen on. But it might be one of those things that grows on you on time because that Rare and Limited, I posted it on our Instagram. Check it out. It's actually pretty good. I mean, we're talking about, it's about a $90 bottle. Secondary, I don't know what it's going to be. It comes a beautiful bottle. It's got a nice little blue metal. That bottle's so badass. Yeah, it's it's really fucking pretty. Um, So it's batch one. Yeah, it's really fucking pretty. Uh, Batch one. Um, it's probably going to be allocated. It's allocated at specs. Um, check out our Instagram, though, man. You'll, you'll see a b- picture of it. And I'll be honest, like, so far, I've had a couple pours of it. It's hitting much higher than any of the other smoke wagon I've had. It's much more enjoyable. But the bat, the Batch 37 is not bad nice. either. Good so enough. total, I spent about $165 on smoke wagon. Yeah. Oh. Yep. They need sponsors, too. Um... All right, so give me your rating of your High West Midwinter Night's Dram Act 8 Scene 2, 98.6 proof price was... I paid about 80, which is about MSRP. But we talked about secondary, regularly 100 to 200. I've seen it as high as 3. All right, lay it on me. What's your... What's your uh, so I may have already said this there, earlier in the episode, my fault if I did, but I gave the nose an A+. Plus the palette in A minus. So I'm gonna land with a solid A. This is an A for me. I've never not liked it. I think it's different. And I think we have to accept it for that and appreciate it for that. But it's different and I like it. I don't. Fuck that. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. So you start doing this thing where you're like, okay, I have a grade, but then you're like, oh I gave this other thing a grade. 
and it's not as bad as that one. I'm doing that right now because I believe I gave the last Texas bottle I had, the Sweetheart of Radio, I think I gave that a C plus. Okay. I'm not a fan of this. And I'm not going to sip the Kool-Aid because people love this. And I wanted to. So then you start doing this thing like, okay, well, if the Sweetheart of the Radio was C plus, what would I rather have between the two? And I would rather have... Uh, I, I think I would rather have this. <laughs> That's how tough I'm having a hard time with it right now. So I'm going to give it a okay. B minus. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those things. I gave it a try. It is different, but there are things that are different that I, I do enjoy. Would you pay the them. MSRP for it? Um, absolutely not. In fact, that was when you when you said that. Uh, I was like, eesh. And I, I knew it was that expensive, but you just kind of re-hit the spot there. Almost dropped it down to a C-plus there. But no, I, I, I wouldn't pay the MSRP. I wouldn't put this... This isn't even okay. like a top five rifle. So let me ask you this. Do you do you like other High West products? Like, do you like their Rendezvous Rye um, or their... I believe it's just the regular Rye. Rendezvous Rye is a double Rye, I believe. I've only had their Rendezvous Rye once. And from what I remember, it was decent. But there's a backstory to that. That sample was given to me in a flask. So a little metallic taste in there. That's always fun. Is that gonna? Eh, but I still remember being like, "Oh, this is pretty good." I would have to taste it again to give it a fair comparison to this. But it, I mean, the next Midwinter Night's Dram, I would love to compare it to another. I guess you would say scene. <laughs> um, but yeah, this I think that's fair. I mean, it's a fair assessment. I'm never going to knock anybody for that. A lot of this goes back to like High West and how they do stuff, right? So we talked a lot about Smoke Wagon, but I'm a big fan of High West from the standpoint of they do it different. And I think with different, you're always going to have different that you like and different that you don't. But what High West has really been able to kind of solidify themselves in the market doing is finishing. And this is a finished dry where... And then you'll see, like, um, we talked about American Prairie Bourbon and Rendezvous Rye. If you go to the store and see a store pick and it's got a black label, typically they're all tan labels, but if they're black label either of those, they're actually finished bottles. And they're finished in, like, port casks or something like French cherry oak or some shit. And it says it on the side of it. That's where they get a different palette from. And see, when you say that, yeah, and you see that there are those different bottles. And this one was different, but it just kind of was different in a negative for me. Like when you say different, I think of Garrison Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's, that it's Texas Funk. And then I think, and I think mm-hmm. of that Black Ridge podcast. That was definitely different, but I yeah. enjoyed that different after a while. So yes, I'm always going to put the traditional bourbon. You know your your um, your E.H. Taylors. I'm always going to put. It's a different category. There, your traditional flavors, your Buffalo Traces. Yeah, what, and this is different. What would you pay for this? I just. Hmm. What would I pay for this? Okay. What was the What was the Black Ridge? Okay. Thirty-five dollars. So would 40? you say? Go ahead. Would I go? For, 
I would go grab Blackridge right now over if you were at the same price point. All this. Okay. Fair uh-huh. enough. I'm going to get ripped to shreds because I'm telling you, people love this. And that's their thing. That's fine. I just, I'm. You, you heard it here first. Per, right Kurt prefers rubber over NyQuil. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, well, that sounds about right. If you use either of those, you're going to have a good night, though. <laughs> Moving on. All right. So. Absolutely. So, we we talked Super Bowl preview. We got the bonus of getting to enjoy the Tech Oklahoma ending. We talked a little bit of the crazy quarterback market. Overall, solid twentieth episode, I believe. I hope you tune in. I hope you enjoy it with us. Uh, continue to hit us up on those social media outlets. We're still we're wanting the Google questions. That's my biggest thing. I'm literally waiting for those Google questions to type in so we can do a segment of things you've asked. We can we can try things you recommend. That's you know, that's the biggest thing that we're going for right now. We love the likes, we love the the followers, but we want the interaction. We want to reach out. I'm tired of just talking to Dick. Uh just kidding. I was gonna I was gonna make a talk I can talk to my own dick joke, but um but we wanna get your questions and we wanna get your feedback. You want to tear me to shit for this mid uh, winter night dram review that I just gave? Tear at me. Tell me why you enjoy it. I want to know. Uh, but Dick, go ahead and lay all that. We'll do. So before that, I think Kurt, them. you brought up a good point. At some time, we're at some time we're gonna have to do like a Google survey or something to get y'all's uh, opinions. Um, I know we do have some consistent listeners based off the numbers, so don't be afraid to give feedback. And we opened it up to the uh, the Lone Star Whiskey Club recently, so appreciate your listener, you guys listening as well. Um, a couple things as far as our socials. We got the uh, fourthramandgold.com. That's, once again, our website. Please follow us there. Um, you can find anything linked to our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the whole nine yards. Also, just hit us up on an email, man. Fourthramandgold, 4-T-H-D-R-A-M and goal at gmail.com. And once again, tell your friends about us. Like, review, subscribe, all that fun shit. And with that, Kurt, I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to you, man. What is our quote of the episode, good sir? I mean, it wouldn't be right to have a Super Bowl preview without having a quote by the great Vince Lombardi, who the Super Bowl trophy is named after. Vince said it best. It's easy to have faith in yourself and have discipline when you're a winner, when you're number one. But what? Fuck. Vince said it best. It's easy to have faith in yourself and have discipline when you're a winner, when you're a number one. Well, you got to have faith and discipline is when you're not a winner. The great Vince Lombardi basically telling you in his fancy smancy way, keep trucking no matter what. So with that, thank you for tuning in. We look forward to the next episode. So that in the next snap and to the next dram. Drink on, drammers.